Good morning and welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Pekude Rishon, the first Aliyah in Parshas Pekude. Our Aliyah is 12 Pesukim long, running from Perak Lamed Ches, Pasuk Aleph, to Perak Lamed Ches, Pasuk Aleph. It is 92 Pesukim in total in the entire Parsha, and the topic of our Aliyah is the audit. We hear now about the Pekude HaMishkan, the counting of the Mishkan. And this is after the completion of the Mishkan at the hands of Moshe under the auspices of Bitzalel and Aliyah. We now hear about all the different um, collection of materials, what they were used for, and the vessels. So let's start the beginning of Aliyah. Aliyah really focuses on the metals that were collected as well. And we hear about the gold. We have 29 talents and 730 shekels worth of gold that was collected. The silver, which was most because that was the Shekel HaKodesh, the, this was the census was used for silver, was 100 talents, 1,775 shekels. And of those, 100 of the talents were used for the sockets of the beams in the Mishkan itself. And the 1,775 um, remaining shekels was used for the hooks and the rings around the courtyard um, poles around the edges. And then we hear about the copper. We have 70 talents of copper, 2,400 shekels. And those were used for the sockets of the entrance of the Mishkan, for the copper altar, and for the, um, and for the sockets of the courtyard and pegs used to hold up the curtains. So that's our general, our general um, perspective over here. So um, we also hear about just a little bit about the materials as well. We hear about the, um, the treles, the argman, and the tolas shani. We hear about the collection. We don't have it quantified at this, uh, in this aliyah, but we have that there was the blue, the purple, and the crimson were collected, and they were used for the big day sarod lasharez bakodesh for the clothing of the kohanim. So uh, just a few basic points to ponder. There is a very fascinating medrash which addresses why it is that this actually is occurring. Why is this audit happening? The, the Yalkut Jam describes the following situation. I like to read it. This is Yalkut Shimoni because it's, Significant, it really adds a lot of perspective to this parsha and this aliyah in particular. The Mishra says, People were looking after Moshe Rabbeinu, Rabbi Chava Omar Lignai Hoyu Omrim. They were to have negative comments to say about Moshe Rabbeinu. They said, Look at his neck, look at his thighs, look at his legs, look how, how well he's doing, look how vibrant and healthy he looks. The reason why he looks so healthy, the reason why he looks like he's so vibrant is because he's using our good taxpaying money and that's why he's going to get extra food and that's why he looks so healthy and vibrant. It's all after, after all his success is all because of our support and donations and he's really creaming off the top what it is that is good for him. And, the, and people would say, how could you say this about Bosh Rabbeinu? Um, there's, uh, the, you know, he's, he's trying to collect for the, for, the, for the Mishkan. It's an amazing thing. You see here, Bosh Rabbeinu himself, so this is very heartening for any other people involved in communal work. The, it, it only is a lightning rod for, uh, for complaints and for comments and people saying things which they really have no qualifications for saying about communal leaders. And this, that's the cost that comes for trying to help people. And so Moshe Rabbeinu then goes, the Midrash goes on to explain. So what did Moshe Rabbeinu do in response to this ill will that was being generated by people who clearly had no idea what was going on? Moshe Rabbeinu said, I'll make a public 
um, audit. I will make sure that everybody knows what is happening over here. So he, he, he vows to set the record straight. So he would say he brought all of Israel in and he in front of them counted all the money. Can you imagine this? So Moshe Rabbeinu, when doing the counting of the silver, left out. He couldn't figure out where the 1775 shekels, the remaining of the 100 talents, went. He couldn't remember that he'd used it for the hooks on the outside of the courtyard. They're small items after all. And, and he's Vatamo. He got very concerned. Omar, Achshav Yisrael Lemar, not Moshe. So then he's, they, they, he says, this is going to feed the very narrative they wanted to espouse, which is that I've been uh, taking something off the top. So then Hashem says, Heir, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as a nov, Hashem opened his eyes, some asuim vovim la'amudim. And he saw that they were actually made as the hooks for the pillars. Really remarkable midrash. And that, at that time, he was relieved, B'nai Yisrael, when his pious soul, and they, 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 were, they were now a better understanding. And, uh, and this was the resolution. That's the pasuk in Ar-Ali, Es Ha'elef This is uh, which describes these extra 1,775 shekels in this use, and it's described in a separate pasuk to emphasize this. There's something interesting about this, and I'd like to share a thought by Rabbi J.J. Schachter, who, who, make, who makes a very, a very beautiful observation. And that it isn't just because these are small items, little, these are the little hooks that lived on the top of the poles and the outside perimeter of the courtyard, which would hold up the curtains. It's not just because they're small that they're overlooked. It's because it's actually a central idea in terms of what it is to make a Mishkan. And it goes back to really an early story in the Torah that in Barashas Perik Dalad. We hear that Cain and Hevel get into a fight. Cain is very dismayed and he ends up, uh, God forbid, killing his brother Hevel. And uh, um, at which time Hashem curses him and, uh, and describes that he's going to have a, uh, there's going to be ultimately a, uh, there's going to be reparations in, in seven generations. Eshu Saim, you, uh, anybody up to seven generations will be avenged, but he's going to be a nova, not Ba'aretz. He's going to be a wanderer in the land. And Kain then responds to HaKadosh Baruch and says, that's just terrible because anybody who finds me is going to, is going to kill me. So Hashem says, don't worry, Vayasam Hashem Lekain Ois. He gave a kind an ice, a sign that no one would um, hurt him. What does that sign mean exactly? Was he wearing a specific T-shirt? What, what was it that Kain was was doing that was his sign? Says Al Shachakarosh in the commentary over that is that Akarosh Baruch Hu emblazoned upon him um, on his head a vav. What was it? The ice doesn't just mean a sign; means a letter. What letter? The letter vav. Why is that? Ramosh Shvira explains because the letter vav in Hebrew. When you use the letter Vav, it very commonly means and. It's a connecting word. It's a conjunction. So you say, I'm going to take the Kesev, the Zav, Vakesev, Vanachoshes. The Vav over there is the connecting word. And in a certain sense, when Achayin had said to Hashem, Hashemer, Achi, Anochi, am I the, the watcher of my brother? Am I the God of my brother? The answer, Akash Baruch Hu says, I will put a Vav on you that you will walk around with an and on your forehead, that you're going to have a reorienting of your consciousness about including others, because clearly that seems to be the mistake that you made as well. If you think about that for, for a moment, that is why perhaps humanity were created on Yom Vav, on the sixth day, not just because it happens to be so uh, convenient that the number worked out, but because it's a day of Vav, it's a day of connection. Human beings need connection. Human beings thrive in connection, no matter how much self-sufficiency the modern individual, individualized um, society would argue we do much better 
when we are with others, when we are collaborating and there is synergy between us, not just when we are succeeding with our ear, um, our noise-canceling um, ear pods trying to ignore the rest of the world around us. Now, let's just th- th- think about this for a second. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu perhaps overlooked. He overlooked that the Mishkan, on the one hand, was a wall. It had a perimeter fence. And that perimeter fence ha- was a boundary which, from which it, it would hold people out as well. But on the outer perimeter, there was a little letter at the very top of the outer perimeter, and that was the letter Vov. The hook is shaped like a Vov, like the actual letter Vov, which is why it's called a Vov, but it means and. That although the Mishkan ends over here, because you need to have boundaries for holy places, it, it ended with an and, connecting and trying to connect to those who are outside of it. And Moshe Rabbeinu oversaw, overlooked that idea, the idea of what the Mishkan was supposed to be as well. This might actually, in fact, relate to a very interesting ob- uh, observation or minhag that Balatana, Shneir Zalman of Liadi, used to have, the Alter Rebbe of Chabad. He used to read, when he used to read the Pasuk and the Saliyah, about these 1,700 and... 75 extra shekels. He would read it, the Pasuk reads, um, and the 1775, but he read it as follows. He, instead of saying, he says, the 5,000, and then 5,775. And in fact, he had a tradition that the year 5775, which was just a few years ago, was the year where the capacity and the possibility of Mashiach coming was extra. There was the possibility of Mashiach really coming in that year. Why? Because he felt that the idea is, as explained by Rav Wolfson, and Moshe Wolfson is, is that in order to be able to get redemption, we need to be in the, in the zone of we, not in the zone of I. That's why on Yom Kippur we ask, Zochreinu, Kosveinu, and um, we let us, Hashem remember us. It's like going to a car rental place. And if a person has, wants to rent a car individually, then in that, res, in that respect, they will have certain rights. But if they have a corporate account, there are, so, there, there are greater reaches, there are greater um, um, opportunities and riders that a person can use in renting a car with a corporate account. We need to bring Mashiach. The possibility of bringing Mashiach is only when we remember the and on the outer perimeter of the borders, which separate us from others as well. well a number of years ago for, uh, um, for, uh, for the Yaman Uraim, one of my children, uh, my two-year-old, came back from, uh, from preschool with a very beautiful bookmark and a picture of him, and it said in the following lines, I'm still small as you can tell, I cannot yet daven so well. So dear parents, be so kind, in all your tilos have me in mind. And if you think about it for a moment, how many times do we, when, when we are davening, are we thinking about ourselves and those in our immediate vicinity? But what about the people who aren't here? What about the people who can't make it ashore? What about the people who aren't learned in Judaism and have no connection yet? The, when we think about the Mishkan, the, the part that's the most easy to forget is the and on the outside, the, the lesson that Kain had to learn, which is the and on his forehead to include others. And that's perhaps what the Midrash is saying, why it's such a significant, not a, uh, not a side detail about understanding the Vavei Ha'amudim. With this, we close the first Aliyah in Pashas Bukhara. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.